1: back to Cool Mom 101. It's Emily Kylo here, your host. And I am so excited because I just celebrated one year of the Cool Mom 101 podcast, which is super exciting. And I can't believe that it's been a year. And I think um, it was one of those moments where I did take a step back and um, just felt really grateful for everyone who has supported me, everyone who's been a guest, everyone who has left a review for me. Oh, and by the way, I'm accepting gifts um, in the form of uh, reviews. So if you haven't left one yet, please do. Uh, So yeah, like I said, I did take a moment to kind of reflect. I had a bit of a celebration with a couple of my girlfriends We popped a bottle of Veuve, the rosé one. It's delicious, by the way. Um, And they brought over some little treats. It was really, really nice of them. And I feel really grateful to be able to kind of celebrate and take that moment. Um, So I hope you all do the same whenever you have something that you are proud of or any accomplishment that happens. Because it feels good to take a little moment Um, so thank you again to everyone who, um, participated in the one year giveaway as well. It was really fun to be able to give back a little bit. So, so grateful for everyone. And let's get to the confidence tip of the week. So, for this week, my tip is to find a workout that really serves your body, makes you feel strong, makes you feel sexy. And for me right now, those are the BB Fit workouts. Um, my best friend Amber Lee turned me on to them, and I just love that they are low impact. I was doing a lot of quite high intensity um, training before, and I think it just wasn't really aligning well with what my body needed. And so I find I feel so much more confident working out this way because it's really serving my body. And the other thing I love about her workouts, and I think this is something you could kind of um, adapt into your workouts as well, is she really gives affirmations as you're working out. And it really helps with that muscle mind connection as well, the way she talks about how you can feel certain muscles working. Um, and so I really love that about her workout. So I would definitely recommend checking them out. Um, and yeah, like I said, finding something that just fuels your body is the major confidence hack. Okay, guys, let's get to the episode this week. Uh, This is episode 31, and it's with Pamela Comenti, and she's a yoga and meditation instructor and the co-founder of the Mindfulness Group, and she's also the author of Language of the Soul. So Pamela, we had a great conversation, um, really great for anyone who is looking to work on their mindfulness and get that practice going. So we touch on so much in this episode. Some of the things we talk about is um, the power of meditation and mindfulness and how it impacts your creativity, how her journey um, with mindfulness was kind of kick-started when health issues were arising for her. We talk about the fact that you know yourself better than anyone, so, you know, People will give suggestions, experts might give suggestions of what to do to help mindfulness, etc. cetera, um, but you know better than anyone what is going to serve you the best. And we talk about self-love and what it means to her and different ways you can practice it. We also talk about how she went from burned out entrepreneur to a spiritually driven author. And we also touch on how to feed your intuition to really learn how to listen to that kind of voice inside. So this is a great episode. I hope you all enjoy it. It was so interesting to hear a little bit more about mindfulness and meditation. As you know, I love both of those topics. So let's get to it. Here's episode 31 with Pamela. So welcome to the show, Pamela. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: My pleasure. So we're going to jump right in to the mom fashions. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. What is your daily ritual?
0: My daily ritual is waking up in the morning, doing a 15 minute meditation, maybe 10 minutes of breath work. Um, and then, you know, um, maybe doing some reading this time, these days I have a bit more time. So doing some, cause I don't have to get the kids to school. So mm-hmm. maybe doing a bit of reading, um, get the kids up, make everyone breakfast, 30 minutes of yoga. Um, and, um, just, you know, <laughs> Honestly, these days it's cleaning the house, cooking, but it's also, you know, doing a lot of podcasts for the book and um, just a lot of PR for the book and uh, doing a lot of one-on-ones with people to help them with their um, coaching them through their process and um, just being a mom and a human.
1: That all sounds wonderful. It's kind of nice that you feel like you've had a little bit of extra time so to speak because I've noticed that a bit too where I'm not there's no rushing around right I'm not going to this activity then this activity it's so it's kind of been nice yeah all the stuff has kind of
0: settled and we've definitely been more steeped in the human being rather than the human doing
1: yes I love that that's such a great way to put it Mm -hmm. and what is your why for your life? So what gets you up in the morning? Why do you, you know, write your book? What's your I, I,
0: I feel called. It's not something that's really in my mind. It's something I know that is inside of me that wants to come out, that wants to be free, that wants to make its way into the world. And, you know, just taking myself along that ride of the unknown Which is all the unexpected and all the loss of control and all the who knows what it's going to look like. Um, But as odd as it sounds, is you know doing things every day that are super creative that are coming from that, that well of creation and spontaneity, and you know not having a four month plan or you know really it actually makes me feel more alive than than having you know being so.
1: Um, rigid about a routine. Wow. That's awesome. I love that. Mm-hmm. And what it, what's something that you're manifesting right now or a goal you're working towards? Well,
0: my goal in life is to be present in every moment. That's the true goal. The inner goal Right? is always to stay present because when you're present, you're aligned with the moment. You flow with life. You're not clinging. You're not Um, push rejecting or pushing something away you're just taking the slide down with the arms up all the way down and enjoying the ride right not judging it not worrying about it you know so obviously that is always my first um my first goal in life is to stay present now, when we come to the secondary goals, okay, I'm a mother. I'm, <laughs> you know I'm a mother, I'm an author, um, I have a business yoga instructor, all of those types of things um, with 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 any anything that I do, whether it's a friendship or a business, it's about um, just staying present and um, being aware and attuned to what vibration and what energy I'm i'm leading my life with regardless i try and not see it as different where it's my kids so i speak differently to them or it's a friend and i speak differently to them it it has i i like it to all have the same type of type of energy
1: yes i love that i think we could all use a little more staying in the moment i think that's something that's really powerful and that has definitely come into my life more and more recently but I think it's a good reminder to really be there with whatever you're doing.
0: Absolutely. Cause that's where really all our creative, when we have an empty mind or when we're present, um, you know, and I want to scare anybody by saying empty mind, you know, but I mean, when we're not just, we're not solely engaged with the mind and we're attuned and present to the moment, that's where all the creative solutions lie. That's where our next um idea comes from. That's where everything is sparked and ignited. And then you use your mind to go and create. Oh, now I'm gonna do this, then I'm gonna go to the computer and I'm gonna do that. Right. So just working in conjunction with the soul, right? Or, you know, and with mind, doing a bit of both. But sometimes we we ask our mind to figure out things that it could never figure out, which is the soul's job to do.
1: Yes. Absolutely. And I think that just reminded me of something I used to here and it totally relates to this is that sometimes you have your best ideas when you're doing something that doesn't require your mind to focus on it so something like you're having a shower or like things you do all the time so I think it's about trying to recreate that <laughs> with your mind right exactly Not keeping trying- it so full of I have to do this I have to go here I have to do that Because when we're doing things like in the shower, I mean, you've done this a million times. You don't have to think about it much. And that's why I think a lot of people get these amazing ideas in the shower, Uh, that kind of thing.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I think you're 100% right. People get a lot. But I think it's really interesting, too, because if you notice, a lot of people get great ideas, which I've had in the shower as well. Mm -hmm. But if you realize there's warm water, typically warm water, um, you know, you know, bathing you, right? Relaxing you. What happens is, is that when you do that or you're, you exercise or something like, what happens is you're rebalancing the mind and the body. So it's not so mind heavy where every solution has to come. When you start to relax, when you start to let go, when you start to feel, when you start to come a little bit lower than your head and come into the you know this this intuitive part, this heart center part lung area here, right what happens is that's when we can access it because the mind slowed down. So I think it's really important to recognize that yes, take a shower every day and ideas can come but also mm-hmm. if we're if we're balancing off the mind and the body doing it in different ways whether it's yoga, taking a walk in nature, whatever it is for you, these help bring about um, mental clarity and awareness and uh, creative ideas and solutions.
1: Yes, absolutely. And speaking more specifically about intuition, because I know that's something you're passionate about that you just touched on. How can we really open up to it more?
0: Mm -hmm. Great question. So this is what My book is about the language of the soul. It's mindfulness from A to Z. And if you have a practice every day, and that can be going for a walk in nature, having a yoga practice, it could be prayer, it could be writing a gratitude list. You know, I have 26 different mindfulness um, techniques in the book. Whatever it is for you, whatever you pick, having um, quieting the mind every single day, what happens is you start to be able once the mind quiets, it's almost like you turn up the volume on the intuition. So solitude evokes this. So there's a quietness. There's no business. There's no phones. There's no, you do something with yourself. Okay. And you're there and you let everything kind of start working slowing down. Right. And first, of course, it's going to feel uncomfortable. If I tell anybody who doesn't meditate, meditate, close your eyes for 15 minutes, they're going to be like, ah, you know, like there's definitely a detoxification, just like anything. If I, if I said somebody who doesn't run, go on a treadmill at 9.0 for (laughs) 15 minutes, right. Super uncomfortable. But that's why, and I have a chapter in the book, D for Dedication, every single day that you can practice, even 15 minutes, you know, five minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night, whatever it is, the more you add, the more you can hear. And it starts to activate the, the the compass inside. So it tells you exactly where you need to go, what you need to do, how much, how little, when to say yes to the kids, when to say no, when to leave when to stay, how much to eat, when not to eat, if this food will agree with you, if it, it tells you everything, and it starts to get louder. So if you have a mindfulness practice, what happens is, is that the mind will start to slow down, you'll be able to start to hear more throughout your day, it'll come to you. And as you rebalance this, you know, Doing this, let's say, yes, go pay the mortgage, pick up your kids from school. Yes, that's important, but also be able to be quiet, be able to be still, be able to listen to the instructions that only you have in you and that only you can access. Nobody else can know the coordinates for you. I don't care what book you read or what what seminar or nobody knows more than you about you. Yes, read books and listen to podcasts and do all of that for inspirations, for insights, but also to be able to be able to be with yourself and be comfortable. And that will definitely turn up. Um, and, you know the, the, and you'll know your intuition is, is getting louder. One of the signals, there's a bunch of them, but one of the signals is um, it doesn't seem logical. Mm, okay if it's really logical, that's your mind. If it's not, if it's like, but it's telling me, you know what, walk away. Kids are, you know, here and they're arguing whatever, but normally shouldn't I do this? Or, you know, at work it says, you know, like, Oh, it's, it's not going to get done. It's actually, it'll tell you what to do. It'll sometimes it's most likely sometimes the opposite walk away because the mind will always want to control and fix and do more and achieve and succeed and collect and grab and right. Mm-hmm. And the soul is going to give you the opposite, it's going to say, lean back, watch how life supports you. Be able to watch this, release control, let go, don't attach, surrender, be able to receive this, whether even if it can be the smallest thing, like a compliment, you know what I mean? That can make people feel uncomfortable. So that's just a little bit. But anyways, eye for intuition is in the book.
1: That's, that's un- so eye. cool. I love mm-hmm. it. I would be curious to hear about your journey with mindfulness and meditation. So how did that start for you, and what does that look like? I was always
0: um, you know, there was always something in me that was always curious about um, spirituality and religion, and, you know, I grew up Catholic, but um, a lot of the stuff. Resonated and a lot of stuff didn't as I grew and changed and evolved. And I, I ended up um, having some health challenges and through the health challenges, when you're in bed and you're alone and everyone else is at work and at school and doing everything that they do and you're in bed, it gets very quiet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when it gets very quiet, and you don't know what's happening because the doctor hasn't called in a while, and nobody kind of knows, you know, um, the mind gets very loud, and um, and the mind gets very loud. And as the mind got louder, I was looking for some release, and and I would pray, and I'd sit, and I'd meditate, and I'd start yoga, and I'd listen to the little because it was so slow and I didn't have a lot of stimuli because I wasn't going out, picking up the kids, doing all that stuff. What would happen is it would tell me what my next step was. I knew it could be something small where it's like, okay, but if you're eating chocolate, that's not going to help. That's not going to promote good thoughts here, Pamela. So let's start eating a little bit better. And, you know, you just wake up to your choices. Okay. Or I'm having coffee in the morning. Well, that's going to make me, you know, up all day. When I'm home and there's no reason to be that alert and that like, you know, so it quiets again the mind, pulling away the coffee or, you know, doing, you know, a medicine, um, you know, to me, exercise is medicine, like do a couple yoga poses, even if it's something super small. And so through my health journey, this really started to open up and then I'd be up at four o'clock in the morning and... I felt called to write a book and everything just started to flow. And that was about, you know, that was, I was practicing for many years, but the book just came out recently and um, it's brought me to the truth of who I am. Yes, I'm a mother, a sister, a friend, a coworker, an employer, all of that. Those are all my titles, identifications. I am that on one hand, but that's not who I am that's what I do. That's not who I am. And I was able to see myself as more than that and more than just getting caught in the details of life and in the running around and in the being busy with everybody else. So I didn't have to look at me. And I sort just really started to awaken, but I, but I think what's important is whether you're going to have, there's the big three in life, uh, an issue with health, an issue with relationship, or an issue with, with finances. Those are the only three big problems in life, right? If you use your pain as a messenger, then you can turn that into consciousness. You can turn that into change. You can turn that into evolution, which is what it was asking of me. So people are like, I'm anxious. Okay, but w- tell me what your, what your anxiety, what wisdom is there? What are you not doing? What's it asking you to do? What, or your depression because I've been there too. You know what was it asking me to do? Cuz you know, it was you know, I remember being in my 20s, not sure, you know, going to university, what I wanted to do, what courses I wanted to take, you know, it was this identification of coming off and not knowing who I was, right? And I used that as the opportunity for evolution and to fuel my growth. So, next time anybody's going through a challenge or a, they have a painful thought or memory or whatever, it's waking you up to the present moment. And also, too, see what wants to be resolved, see what needs to happen. Maybe you do need to move your body. Maybe we've been sitting all day. Maybe you're working too long. Maybe Whatever it is, you know, and the anxiety or the depression is there to help um, move the needle for you and raise your consciousness. But definitely, yes, go to the doctors. Talk to somebody. That, that's a part of it. That's what we do at the Mindfulness Group. Um, I'm a co-founder of. We help people through their anxiety, emotional unease, overeating, whatever it is, smoking, drinking, or even if they're having issues with their practice and they just can't get their mind quiet and they're struggling with it. We help them see the bigger picture, see what the language of the soul is telling them what's happening there, right? And so I think it's, it becomes an opportunity.
1: Absolutely. So aside from, I mean, one great tip you just shared is, you know, for mindfulness and meditation is just to listen to it as kind of a messenger in a way. But do you have other ways that people can incorporate mindfulness and meditation into their daily life?
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, I think If everyone were to, you know, let's say, take a deep breath, close your eyes, and ask yourself, what is my soul asking? Is it, does it want to take a walk in nature? Would it want a touch of movement? Would it, does it need to surrender maybe with a prayer? Does it want to express gratitude? does it want to um, journal and write something, get something out that maybe it doesn't want to share with anybody else? Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is for you. I have a bunch of them. I have a bunch of them in the book, but I think as you go through the book or you ask yourself, even just asking yourself, you know the coordinates. I got the questions, but Mm -hmm. you, everyone else has got the coordinates because that's going to be different for anybody else. So I can tell somebody, yes, I think can meditate but you know what someone's walking I I have a client someone walking at seven in the morning that's their meditation totally I can't I can't know that for them and that's the point the point is is that um there's guides out here right but you are the master you know everything and it's just about being able to access that because if you start if 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 I help you start to listen to yourself you become self-sufficient. And then you know the answers for everything because what if now you know everything and you access, because the same, the same place I asked you to access that is the same place that knows every answer to everything you want to know about anything.
1: Wow. That's powerful. And I, and true in my, my opinion. <laughs> now you have two kids ages 12 and 10. That's right. Right. Exactly. Now yeah. how, How have you introduced them to mindfulness? I would love for you to share that.
0: It's a good question. You know, it started with something super, small. like first they would see me meditate and then they'd make lots of noise and then I'd get frustrated. (laughs) It's totally part of the process. You know, I thought I was going to come home, I'm going to meditate and everyone's going to be quiet and I'm going to hear no noise. Exact opposite happened. (laughs) After much anger and frustration and like, ah, you know, eventually, you know, I, I flowed with it and I put them to bed. Like, so what I would do is incorporate. So whether it was a prayer at dinner, a pr- it could be just a gratitude, right? It doesn't have to be to something specific or a prayer before bedtime. They would see us, you know, me and my husband doing the prayer. We would all do it together as they grew up a little bit more, you know, you know, th- four, four years old. Gratitude—what they were grateful for—they could draw a picture of it. So now we have gratitude journals. So every night we pray, we do the gratitude journal, and uh, so they can draw something or write down what they're grateful for, and uh, and and then eventually it grew into the meditation. And after that, we'll meditate for 15 minutes. They often fall asleep in a slumber, and they want to lie down the whole time. It doesn't matter. And then, of course, like you know, we do—you know—we do yoga. Um, I do yoga. They see me do it. And, you know, sometimes they do it and they like to join other times they don't. But I think the most important part is that um, they see you doing it and they'll follow suit. And I think anybody can start that process, even if your child's young and they're one year old and they can't really color and they can't really do anything. You know, the fact that you're sitting in bed and being, you know, writing a gratitude list or saying a prayer and they're crawling or whatever Whatever you're emitting, there they're receiving, and that's beautiful. And that's what what's going to happen is is that's going to filter energetically into them, and that's always going to be a part of their process, whether they're doing it or not. Because you're coming from being; you're not, you know, doing something. You're coming from being, and that penetrates. Because, you know, there's 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 people where I see where it's like, you know, I've never you know smoked in front of my kids, and now my kids a smoker. Kids know. Kids read between the lines. Kids know what's happening, which is fine. And there's, which is fine. But I would say to somebody, don't change anything in your life. Do everything the same. Whether, you, But just add, maybe add a little bedtime routine that you guys do. Maybe it's not every night. Maybe it's three times a night. Maybe it's once a week. Just start. Tell me where you are in six months. See if you start to notice the difference when you do it a couple days and then you don't do it. Or if your child becomes, you know, the, the conversation that happens in the house or maybe a bit different or maybe a touch nicer sometimes when you do it because they're reflective on like, because when they're in gratitude, they're like, mom did this, mom did that. I was grateful she did this. Mom does everything. <laughs> exactly, but you're just having them, exactly. You're just having them reflect on it. And I'm thankful for my family and I'm thankful that we have this house. And then all of a sudden they're going to bed full and all of a sudden they're going to bed with a happy heart a full heart all of a sudden you're giving them that feeling of um, abundance which is their natural state
1: yes I love that I've been thinking even with Leo to your point my son is only a year and a half but sometimes I have been kind of reciting some of my gratitudes to him <laughs> like telling him mm-hmm. I'm grateful for him even.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm thinking that that does, I mean, they hear everything and even at one and a half he understands most things he hears already. So I think you're bang on about it. It will kind of seep into their consciousness.
0: <laughs> it absolutely will. And sometimes too, that's just me cooking dinner and in the background I'll have like, you know, just some, something really soft in the background you know it's just an energy that you're giving off just being in that space creating that space for when they come home from school or when they're around or there's just always that undertone of slowing down of being of awareness that type of thing so what you're doing is definitely for sure is resonating he'll feel that and you will see that later on in life when he's older and able to express it
1: i love that and I love your tips about um, having them express their gratitudes or draw it if they're not kind of writing yet. I love that mm-hmm. idea. I think that's mm-hmm. really great. Mm-hmm. Something else I was curious to talk to you about is the idea of self-love and really what that mm-hmm. means to you.
0: Mm-hmm. So part of the process of writing the book, was, so I was I was an entrepreneur, I had a successful business for 15 years um till I took a step back from it I still have it but um you know I'm not an active part of it um uh but I was in the business world and I was you know go achieve do success all those types of things and I thought I had it all figured out I knew when I was going to retire like you know mapped out things were you know I had it on a spreadsheet (laughs) And you know how we're one of those, hey? Yeah, totally Type A. Yeah, I was gonna and say Type A planner right there. Exactly, and uh, you know how that? Like, I mean, I took like Grade Ten art. I'm like, that doesn't make me an artist. I'm not creative. Both my parents are entrepreneurs. I have an entrepreneurial spirit. That I just I didn't think of it, and then I felt that the book wanted to come out, and I was like. Oh no! What is this? I'm like, but and my mind would tell me, you're not creative. You have no business writing books. You you run a business. You you don't know your your grammar is not a hundred percent perfect. Is this going to be on the New York Times bestsellers list? How much money are you going to make from it? Like my mind would go berserk. Okay, right. The things that the mind tells us when we're trying something new.
1: Yes, and when that's it's- what it's. You know it it is there to, it thinks it's there to protect us. I think is what it's right. So it's asking right. Questions, but you're like, Mm-mm.
0: right. But you can, but if you don't question those thoughts and you're like, wait, am I not allowed to have 2% of my life? Just quiet writing for me. Am I not allowed to do that? Is that not okay? Because I don't think it's really about the mind. I think the mind holds a lot of fear right? Mm -hmm. Fear of the future, fear of the past. You have to look at those thoughts and say, whoa, who's driving here? Is it, is it really me like, or not, you know? So, so, so I ended up starting to write and the book is a byproduct of it. But as I started to write, I started to see the amount of judgment that I had on about my, about my writing. Is that word spelled correctly? is the grammar off there you like what like I would see I would feel it in the background like this feels uncomfortable (laughs) why am I doing what am I doing exactly and this is remember when anybody starts a new project whether you're opening up a business you're taking a new course you're going back to school you're you're doing something different you're becoming a coach you're becoming a writer an inventor a painter this is every phase right so I started to write and as I started to write, it wasn't, I, I realized that that was the self-love. The self-love was me seeing myself and accepting myself and watching the judgmental thoughts and saying, just cause they're there, it doesn't mean it's me. It is a thought. It is not who I am. And the more I observed it, the more I, I built up my courage to write and as i wrote i became more compassionate to myself because i realized how hard i was on myself i realized how much i tucked you know my goals and dreams away i wouldn't tell my husband i wouldn't tell my kids too much i wouldn't it was just so there was not a lot of vulnerability in that space because my mind had just set my life to one way And so I had to become comfortable with it. So this process of writing the book was me loving myself by accepting myself. And I think you can know if you love yourself, if you are, um, everybody has that little passion project inside, whether they're aware of it or not, but it is in there and it wants to come out. And it will, it's a matter of time and it will. But for you to be able to see yourself on paper and then watch yourself, and as you watch, this judgment would release, and the compassion would come. Um, I was able to also look at everyone else with less judgment and more compassion. Because if you look at yourself like that, you look your eyes look at everyone else like that. Whether it's your child, your parent, your friend, your doesn't your body, everything, mm-hmm. and your mind will always say it's not enough. If I look, if anybody goes in the mirror and they wear a bikini, a lot of people might say, "Hey, you know what?" there's this or that, or that you look at your bank account, you're like, that could look a bit better. We got to do something here. Like the mind has a problem with everything. So I'm just a bit done with it, with me at least not giving me the opportunity to dip my toe and try something where life is, where the juice is in life. So that's where I think my thoughts are in terms of self-love is Learn to love yourself by being able to watch yourself on TV, see your dream come alive, spend a little bit of time doing that passion project inside, cupcake shop, bake shop, whatever it is. You don't have to quit your J-job. You don't have to do any of that. But you coming from that place will open up a totally different um, channel for you. And that is, is something so beautiful and something to be celebrated.
1: Absolutely. And you are so, so right. Something that really struck me that you just said there was about the fact that the more you love yourself, the more you love everyone else. And I have noticed that a thousand percent. It's like, as soon as I really, and I always, I always was someone who, you know, is confident in their self, but like true self love, like feeling completely worthy just by being here, not because of, I was similar to you as well. Not because I got straight A's or had this perfect job that looked good on paper or whatever it was like those accomplishments, but really loving myself and feeling worthy just as I am just like, here I am <laughs> worthy just for, this sure, is, for being here.
0: <laughs> exactly. And this is what I think right now, what's happening, what's happening in the world right now is offering to people, okay, you're not working and you're home can you be okay with just being, you matter, you have value because you're alive and it's giving it's, it's, it's sometimes. And I know some people where, yeah, it can make you feel off because you're so used to doing and achieving and like, I got to feel something. I'm to make things happen in order to create this feeling inside of them of that. They're not empty, that, that, that they're enough. And that's why sometimes too, like I, I try It's hard, you know, but I try even with my kids to, to give them praise or when they're not doing anything.
1: Mm, Right.
0: Not when they get a a straight A, like I I don't really react to that or when they get a good mark or when they, it's, it's about like, they're just sitting there or whatever. And I'm just like, I love you. And I'll kiss them on the forehead. It's that reiteration Mm -hmm. of the fact that you're alive is enough everything else will work itself out. I see you. I hear you. I know you. Who you really are underneath there. Not just my child who has to, should A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. It's a trying, okay? Is it perfect? No. You know, but it's, it's a direction.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think instilling that in, in kids especially, then it gives more room for what you were talking about earlier, where you can follow things because it's more in your soul as opposed to up in your mind. So I think the more you can have that self-love and that self-worth, I think to me anyway, it's easier path to what your soul wants.
0: And I think it will naturally happen in life, right? With social media and all marketing out there and just the way life is built out you don't have to work on doing. That'll take you away in the day. Trust me, you walk out of that door at nine, it'll give you 400 things to do. You don't even have to worry about that part. It's just the part of, can you slow it down? Are you okay when it's when it, when it it's turned off? Are you okay when you don't do it consecutively every single day? Do you feel okay when you close your eyes? When you go to bed and you're not struggling and got to watch something till you're just going to a, 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 a sleep? Home almost, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's so uncomfortable to just lay there. You know, it's the quiet suffering. Sometimes people are like, Oh, you know, like I don't have any major, and it's great. But I think also too, we don't realize our own suffering. We don't realize it's quiet suffering. It's emotional unease. It's that light anxiety or depression in the background. Right? So we tend to, you know, eat and drink and smoke and or, or go out with friends or watch TV and the, do those things of course yes but let's just not ignore our our well-being
1: yes now in terms of self-love for you like you mentioned a big process and part of your journey was writing this book
0: mm-hmm.
1: now for those of us who aren't called to write a book <laughs> what are mm-hmm. some ways that we can practice self-love
0: well i th- think you know self love for me is staying present that's going to be the first thing right because when you when you constantly bring yourself back to presence it's going to tell you it's going to it tells you everything don't overwork back off now take a break it's going to tell you or work a bit more or don't work a bit it, it's going to tell you everything it has your special instructions inside so i would say definitely stay um present, but also too, when you're doing something, watch your thoughts around um, you know, when you're doing something that's challenging, whether it's parenting your child or in, in an argument with somebody or when you're working on your business or when you're you know doing something that you find a bit challenging or stressful, watch your thoughts. That's when you get the opportunity to say, Am I putting, am I boiling the pot of water and putting the lid on top of it and just stuffing it down? Or am I be? am I being gentle with myself? Do I need to like, just take a couple deep breaths here and focus on my breath and not go dive in to whatever that other person's saying? Like, what are you thinking in that moment? Are you thinking, are you in lack? Are you in fear? Are, so what do you do? If, if a child was in fear, would you, would you scare them more? Would you like, tell them not to speak. Would we rate you, like, them. No. Yeah, exactly. Really <laughs> what would you, right. Right. So it's the same with us, right? What do you do? Slow down, take some deep breaths. Um, stay aware of your thoughts. Um, you know, maybe it's take a step back. Maybe it's have a drink, uh, like, you know, a glass of water I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> You're not talking about pounding some wine right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> put the vodka bottle away. Yeah. No, put, it, put it away right now. Some of you are thinking that's a pass. No, exactly. (laughs) Um, it's the small
0: little things that we do in heightened stress or in challenging small moments. That's really going to give us the permission slip to say, I don't need to be, I don't need to, um, create more struggling for myself. Cause this is, the, this is a totally internal experience. Nobody else can see it or knows, right? You're, you're stressed out. You're doing this work. You're trying this business or, you know, ch- this challenge is going on. They're being mean or whatever it is. If they're being mean to me, am I going to sit and be mean to myself even more? Like, or am I going to take some deep breaths? What's the best? Ba- check in, stay present, walk away, check in. You know what? Um, cool down. I'm angry. Get some cold water, cool down. Journal. Let me just go away, take five minutes and do it. Because essentially that's what smoking is. Smoking is going outside and taking deep breaths. Yes, they put nicotine in it. So you continually buy obviously the cigarettes, right? But that's what it is. There's some um, wisdom there to going out and taking some deep breath. You'll know whatever it is for you. Um, but, um, that's kind of a tip, do it when you're in something that you find a bit challenging and see how you treat yourself. And that'll show you to the degree of the work and the self-love and compassion you have to have for yourself. That'll tell you everything.
1: Yes, absolutely. Love that. So before we get to our final two questions, I want to acknowledge you, for taking the time to talk to me and share such amazing wisdom and for your openness. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I love this and thoroughly enjoyed this conversation.
1: Awesome. So, so have I, I can't wait to listen to it again, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And where can we get your book?
0: So you can get my book um, on Amazon. It's called The Language of the Soul, Mindfulness from A to Z, Your Roadmap Within. You can also uh, follow me on Instagram at Pamela Chimenti 88 and there's a link in my bio for the book.
1: Awesome. And I will link it up for everyone as well, so don't worry. Don't worry Perfect. there. And we look forward to connecting with you on Instagram.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So last couple questions. Thinking back over the last couple weeks, what has been your biggest learning or fail whatever you want to call it I call it a learning really because I think you either win or you learn um and then we'll end on the extra high note of your biggest win
0: okay so my biggest you said
1: um, learning yeah learning learning or fail however you want to word it
0: (laughs) um I think uh you know for me the biggest one was you know throughout all of this was you know, whatever's happening in the world. I didn't just see it in one aspect of my life. The kids are home now and they're not going to school and I'm home in my husband's home that my biggest learning was we have control of nothing. Mm -hmm. And there's no such thing as weekday or weekend anymore. There's no such thing as structure. There's no such everything. I, everything the mind thinks that there is, is not. And it's taught me, I I totally throw this in the one pile because to me it's teaching me the art of letting go of, cause it's all the same. The mind wants control and wants to know where it's going and all of that. So um, that's been my biggest learning to re-remember that I'm in control of nothing, mm-hmm. but trusting that this is all working for me and that all is well. Mm-hmm. And that I don't need to have it all figured out and I don't need to know. And that when you're in the unknown, everything kind of becomes known it's the polarities right yeah everything becomes known and learning how to walk blind again and through life
1: yes i love that Mm -hmm. well thank you so much pamela this has been such a wonderful conversation and can't wait to chat to you more
0: thank you so much for having me
1: my pleasure
0: you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our
1: podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.